0: Opinions expressed on the Eyes Free Fitness podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent blind alive. No comments are meant to diagnose or treat any particular condition, but to assist you on your journey to wellness. Please consult your doctor if your questions are of a medical nature. Hi, everybody. This is the Eyes Free Fitness Podcast number 104. I'm Mel Scott. It has been a long time, it seems, since I've been here talking on a podcast. Last month, Jamie Pauls and Joe Steinkamp did a podcast on body image from the men's perspective, and that was kind of a fun podcast to hear them talking about that. Today we've got quite a lot going on. Lisa and I are going to be talking about ASMR. That is autonomous sensory meridian response. So maybe some of you have heard of ASMR. It's a little bit of a quirky topic, but uh, we like quirky, right? So uh, stay tuned and you can find out what ASMR is and is it something that might be intriguing or or helpful to you. That's what we're talking about first, and then I will have a fitness speak for you. Some people have asked me to talk about uh, common names for muscle groups, and so we're doing that on the fitness speak, and then Lisa's going to have a book interview for you today. So I want to talk to you a little bit about something that I have recently discovered And I think it might really be helpful for a lot of you. I have been hearing about the app called Calm, C-A-L-M, and the website is (laughs) calm.com. And it is a meditation app, but it has a lot more to it, and it is almost completely accessible. There are a couple of visual things in there that uh, would not be interesting to us, but there's so much that is. And there is one thing that they do, uh, have the daily quote, which is an image, and there's no text there. But I'm going to write to them because I have a feeling they will fix that. So let me tell you a little bit about the Calm app. I have been using it now for a week, every day, and what you do is, every day there is what they call the daily calm, and you just sit, and every day it's a different guided meditation. It's, it isn't long. It's very easy to do, particularly if you're not into to meditating long periods of time. I'm just finding it very relaxing, relaxing and it brightens my mind for the day which is which is always a good thing right we need our we need our minds to be a little brighter so i've been doing that every day and then i have been doing part it's called the body calm section and they have in this section they have the morning wake up they have back care they have a stretch they have afternoon reset an evening wind down, and they're all very gentle and completely accessible. The, the descriptions for the movements are not perfect. They're not as good as I would do, but they're still really quite good. And you can, I mean, you can imagine how to do some of the things for yourself. You know, there are no rules in this world, not really. So you can, you can, um, improvise if there's something that you don't quite understand. So that's the body part. And my favorite part is the sleep part. And what they do is they have well-known voices, actors, actresses reading bedtime stories, or just reading, you know, all kinds of different things. I haven't explored it completely, But wow, the voices are really good, and I listen to them in the middle of the night, which is when I wake up, and twice now I have fallen asleep in the middle of the bedtime story. So that is a good thing. So I would really encourage you to check out this app. There's also a a music section for music for focusing and music for meditation and sleeping. So I highly recommend it. This is not an advertisement. They have no idea that I'm, I'm doing this. I just wanted to share something that I thought would be completely accessible to our community and something that I am enjoying. I'm, I'm right now doing the week free part, but it does cost $59 annually. And I am going to do it. I, I hesitate to do this kind of thing, because, but um, I think this is a really valuable resource for, for all of us to, to calm down, relax, come into our body, and it might help us sleep as well. So that is the Calm app. And so before we hop into the uh, chat with Lisa about ASMR... Uh, I do want to tell you that uh, this is November, and the discounted program for November is Chair Yoga. I love the Chair Yoga program, and I just thought this was a really nice time to, to have that discounted for you. So for the entire month of November, Chair yoga is going to be $10.99. Yeah, I wanted to make it $11, but Apple won't let me do that, so it has to be 99. So, anyway, that uh, chair yoga is the one for this month. And also, in other news, we have a new newsletter subscription free download. So I know a lot of you here have already subscribed to the newsletter, and so your link to this free download was in the last newsletter that appeared in your mailbox. Please share it with other people, because we, you know, we get the word out a lot of times through word of mouth, and and sharing from one to another. So If you know someone that you think would like to get the newsletter, which doesn't come out all that often, share it with them and uh, let them know that there is a free download for subscribing to the newsletter. Really appreciate that, and hopefully they would appreciate that as well. So that's it for news today, and let's let's hop into our uh, chat with Lisa about ASMR. Hi, Lisa. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. Why are you whispering?
0: I am whispering, or I was whispering, because we're going to talk about ASMR. Do you have a clue what that is?
1: Well, thanks to you and a little bit of preparation, I do, but I didn't before.
0: It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. So it's A-S-M-R, and our friendly screen readers will say A-S-M-R sometimes, but sometimes it says asthma.
1: Asthma, yeah. <laughs> <Sounds> it <like a, laughs> sounds like asthma. Yeah, kind of, kind of. It's like if you're from way down in the country, you got asthma,
0: but maybe not <laughs> Oh, gosh. So ASMR, and that's what we're going to say from here on out, because I cannot remember the whole thing all the time. So what it is, is something that creates a body sensation. So maybe some of you have had that hair raising feeling on the back of your neck or that brain tingling feeling. That is what ASMR is all about. So It's intentionally creating triggers so that it takes our attention. Yeah, it kind of takes
1: it away from the negative. Normally when people talk about triggers, they're talking about something negative. And in this case, it is triggering a positive response, basically an endorphin response. And this is the case for some people and not other people.
0: Different people have different triggers and so some things might trigger exactly. trigger you in one way and some might trigger you in in another way. So and some so- may do absolutely
1: nothing for you.
0: Like to me, I mean, when they talk about ASMR, the
1: thing that seems to come up most is whispering. And to me, that just sounds creepy. I found out that the echo can whisper. And I had to really prepare myself. Am I ready to hear her whisper? And I got her to whisper, and they actually did a good job programming it, but it still sounded creepy to me. But to some people, it's very relaxing, and it causes them to kind of relax and in some cases to sleep.
0: Yeah, I, I don't really like the whispering aspect of it myself, but what I do like is the the sort of monotone talking in a low, softer voice. And I do like the British accents also that they use in the, the ASMR videos. So if people will look up ASMR on YouTube, there are tons of videos. And there are visual components to some of them, but not all of them. Some people love to watch uh, Bob Ross, who was a, a very soft-spoken painter. And people just love to watch him paint and hear that paintbrush scraping across the the canvas. But a lot of them, they're completely audio with just just the triggers.
1: And there are apparently... ASMR for various things. So you can get audio for ASMR affirmations. There are ones for mental health, for well being, for sleep. Some involve some fantasy and role playing. Some have erotic elements to them. I say that so that if that interests you, you can look for it. And if it doesn't, you can know that such a thing exists. And Just be aware so that you can uh, avoid it. But yeah, there's lots of stuff. When Mel first told me about it, I was naturally curious. And I looked it up and I went on YouTube and I was lying in bed and I thought, okay, this is the perfect time to check this stuff out. (laughs) And I was listening and I tried really hard to make it work for me (laughs) and nothing was happening. And of course... If you have to try that hard, it's probably not for you. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very typical me. I kind of had to laugh at myself. But I thought at first, I don't know, I just thought, this is creepy. This is weird. I don't like this. <laughs> and, but then I kind of reined myself in because they were talking about all the different kinds of ASMR. And they were talking about... um I mean I don't know that I've ever had a physical sensation from anything pleasurable maybe if nothing else just like a subtle sense of warmth but I think it's why I start to doze when my hair is being cut even though I'm not having those quote brain tingles you know I think basically what we're dealing with here are two different spectrums first of all you have the spectrum of individuals and one person may really be positively triggered by some of these things and have lots of physical sensation. And then at the other end of that spectrum, you have people who might not be positively triggered at all by any of it with no physical sensation. I think I'm definitely toward that end of the spectrum
0: some of the, the sounds kind of make my skin crawl a little bit, you know, just, and and not, I don't particularly like it, but I find it very intriguing because you can hear all the different sounds, you know, yeah. that, they, that they use. And I, I thought just for fun today, I had a couple of props here and they, these are a couple of the triggers that I've heard on, on some of the, the YouTubes that I listen to. So I, I thought I would just do one. And, and, you know, Lisa, you can tell me how you react to it. And then maybe we can get feedback from other people. Actually, before we go into those things,
1: this fits well with what I was saying about the two spectrums. One is basically a spectrum of how much it affects people. But then the other is sort of this spectrum of you have all these different stimuli. And so for some people, it's audio only. And it's very subtle sounds. For other people, it's touch. I don't think of, for example, having my back scratched and having just that itch reached as an ASMR kind of thing. But I guess it is in a sense in that really it's all about endorphins and increasing those endorphins and all those other feel-good hormones. And of course, the physical can't be transmitted over the computer, which is why they've done a lot of audio and video. So we do have some audios. The other thing that I was going to say is I think it's very individual about voices. This may only be familiar to a small minority of you, but um, for years there was a man on a lot of the Christian radio stations overnight named Mike Kellogg. Mm -hmm. And some people thought his voice was creepy. And I thought his voice was like warm, melted butter. I could just listen. <laughs> it was very relaxing. I was very sad when he retired. But a friend just about broke my heart when she said, he sounds creepy. And I'm like, he does not. you know. And then I listened and I'm like, no, he still doesn't. But I can see how you could think that. So I think it, it really is very... Uh,
0: Everybody has their own... Preferences. I mean, I still love the uh, the Sleep with Me podcast, and that is considered ASMR. And uh-huh. in fact, he has the guy that does the uh, Sleep with Me podcast, and we interviewed him. I interviewed yes. him a long time ago, so we can we'll put that him. in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. But he does YouTube's now uh, with he does extra triggers with with ASMR and he actually did an unboxing, which is also considered ASMR. There's one guy that has, he's unboxing more than one uh, the iPhone 10 R, whatever it is. And so he uses that as his, as his prop. So he's got the box and then he's, you hear him cutting the tape and then you hear him crinkling the bubble wrap and all the while he's talking about, the iPhone, which I thought, wow, you know, so many of us are so techie that that would probably be kind of intriguing because you're getting the unboxing and the ASMR. The other thing that I noticed was somebody was just reading the introduction to an economics book or something and just reading it. It sounds horrible, doesn't it? But, mm. but it isn't. You know, you listen to it and it engages, for me anyway, it engages my mind just enough so that I can drift off. So and It's
1: fascinating that we're all so different, that what will work for one person might not do it for somebody else. Um, we do have, or we will have links in the show notes to some general articles about what ASMR is, and they link off to various, what they're kind of considering uh, higher quality resources. If I can find it, there was a... Um, demonstration of a haircut that was recorded using binaural microphones. So you put headphones on to listen to it, and you can feel it. Almost feels like they're walking around you and cutting your hair. It's kind of bizarre, <laughs> and the technology <laughs> it is, it is kind of bizarre this, for this sort of very um, immersive experience.
0: And the the whole thing about headphones you you really do need that because it goes from one side to the other to the other of your of your head so uh, you know in your ears and so it's you really need those earphones yeah.
1: if you listen without headphones on you're essentially wasting your time yeah because <laughs> you won't really get anything out of it it's kind of like the movies that they have and you need the 3D glasses you know that kind of thing i think
0: yeah so okay so i want to try doing the couple of things that we have just for fun Okay. And I don't have we don't have the stereo microphone or anything, but but this will just give you an idea. So this is one of the really common triggers that they use in ASMR. So here we go. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. That's one. I feel like we have a sound of the week. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Okay. There's that's one. And so that one was. That was actually a um, the plastic wrapping of a kind bar, which are wonderful protein bars, by the way. Um, <laughs> here's the other one. This is, hopefully I can make this work. Yep. Here, again, we So that's the kind of sounds that you hear, or you might hear pouring water or striking matches. Yeah, that and was turning pages in a book. That was turning pages, yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's our fun topic for the week is ASMR. So hopefully people will find it kind of interesting. It's, it's yeah. a curious thing and, you know,
1: fun. And if you're someone who struggles with sleep, you may find that it's very helpful If you're someone like me who's type A and you're getting yourself all wound up in a knot because you can't make it work, move on. (laughs) But it it made me realize, okay, these particular things don't work for me. But what what does work for me? What does stimulate those endorphins? What does soothe? Because we all know that we have times of stress and that it's helpful to know what soothes. So, like for me, it was things like um music, flute and harp in particular, having my back scratched or rubbed. It's funny. It seems like it's just been the luck of things the last few times when I've gone in to get a haircut. I've gone in with a headache and usually by the time I come out, my headache is gone. And I think just the gently, you know, like the moving, the playing of the hair probably relaxes the scalp. I don't know. But whether you call it ASMR, I think it's, important to find out what might uh, stimulate that for you because there are so many unhealthy things that we do to soothe, you know, uh, excesses of food and alcohol and nicotine and drugs and such that it's good to find some positive alternatives.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I actually just discovered the Calm app this morning. I, I saw it somewhere and so I downloaded it. And it it is it's accessible it from what I've seen, it's completely accessible, and it's got meditations and uh it's that it's a really good app. It's got music sounds and meditations and breathing exercises, all kinds of things. so that's another good way to calm yourself down and help yourself sleep.
1: Well, thanks so much to all of you for listening. Just a reminder, we will have lots of resources in the show notes. And don't go away just yet because Mel is coming back with a fitness speak, and then I will end things up with a book it segment.
0: At BlindAlive.com, we offer 30-second samples of all of our workouts. Here's just one example.
1: Chair Yoga with your last exhale bring your hands to your shoulders and leave them there this next exercise focuses on the deltoids which are part of your shoulders as you inhale bring your elbows out wide to three and nine o'clock so that your arms are in line with your body think about keeping your shoulders away from your ears and your biceps parallel to the floor as you exhale bring your elbows toward each other in front of you It's okay if your elbows do not touch. Just bring them together as much as you can. It's time now for Fitness Speak.
0: Today on Fitness Speak, we're going to talk about the common names for muscle groups. These names are labels that you might encounter if you're in a workout or gym situation. In this way, you'll know what people are talking about and what muscle groups they are referring to so that you're not intimidated. I may or may not give you the, the fancy name for the muscle groups, but Most of the time, I'll just keep to the common name, just not to confuse things. I'll also give you an exercise or two that you may recognize that have to do with each muscle group. I'm not going into deep descriptions of them. If you have questions, you can either look them up or give us a a buzz and we can talk you through them. But mostly, this is just for your information so that uh, you can go into a gym setting feeling a little bit more confident. We're going to start with the top of the body. I'm going to do the trunk of the body first, move to the arms, and then to the legs. We're going to start with traps. You hear about working your traps. This is the trapezius muscles, and they are at your neck. They insert or hook in at the back of the head, move over towards the shoulder, and then attach down on the spine, close to the spine. So it's shaped like a triangle or a trapezoid type muscle. It's a very large muscle and it's good to exercise this so that you can get that nice upward posture of your shoulders and it uh, men like it because it makes their necks look a little bit thicker and it also helps hold up your head. So this muscle group or muscles are called traps. So the exercise that would be good to do to strengthen the traps is intentional shoulder lifts. So what you're doing is you're standing up straight and pulling your shoulders up as far towards your ears as you possibly can. You will feel the traps fire on either side of your neck and at the top of your shoulders. The traps are also the muscles that get really tight. So if you're getting a shoulder rub, the person's usually rubbing, uh, massaging your traps. So a good one to do is shoulder lifts for that. So next we're going to go To the lats, which are the latissimus dorsi muscles. And these are big muscles on either side of your back. They attach lower down on your spine, actually more towards the sacral area. And it's a big muscle that sweeps up. And as it comes up towards your shoulders, it becomes narrower and attaches onto the shoulder. And This muscle is responsible for that V-shape that everybody covets on their back. So it's exercising the lats will create that V-shape on your back. Pull-downs. If you're doing pull-downs, if you have a bar above your head or weights above your head, pulling that down or doing any kind of pulling motion up and down will exercise the lats. There are a lot of other exercises that you can do to strengthen these muscles. I'm just giving you one exercise. So this is the lats and they are the muscles on your back that are responsible for the v-shape. Next we're going to go to the pecs or the pectoralis major muscle group. These are the muscles on the front of your chest. Men love to work on the pecs so they can get that big chest look. Men love that. It's really good for women to do these exercises for the pecs as well because these muscles help support breast tissue and also give you a more lifted, stronger look in the front part of your body. To exercise the pecs, you can do push-ups, that's a really good one, or lying on your back, holding weights out directly to your side, and bringing those weights up over your chest, just over your head, so it's called chest press. Those are great for the pec muscles. Next, we're going to talk about rhomboids. These are back muscles again, and these are the muscles that hold your shoulder blades closer to your body. It will also give you that broad shouldered look. It's important to exercise the rhomboids so that you can have that good erect posture. A good exercise for rhomboids is to do rows. Also, push ups are great. Push ups fix everything. If you do push-ups with good form, you will be able to exercise the rhomboids. So just doing forward rows, you know, holding weights out in front of you and pulling them back behind you as far as you can will strengthen the rhomboids. So next... We're going to go to the abs. Everybody know what abs are or the six-pack? These are a group of muscles. There's a lot of muscles in the abs. There's the transverse abdominis, the rectus abdominis, the obliques. Obliques are the ones that are the diagonal muscles. So if you're lying on your back, say, and you're going to take your left elbow over to your right knee, that is going to activate the oblique muscles. This also helps bring in your waistline and gives you that V-shape in your upper body, really strengthens your core. So those are the six-pack, which is abs or the obliques, which is also abs. I won't go much deeper into abdominal muscles. Any type of core exercise that you do is going to strengthen the abs. So that covers it for the trunk. Let's go back up to the arms now. So we have the delts or the deltoid muscles. There are three muscles. There's the anterior or the front deltoids, the middle and the posterior, the back deltoids. These are the muscles that are sitting right up on top of your shoulders. These also, when they're nice and strong, gives you that nice, broad-shouldered look. If you're wanting to make your shoulders look nice and broad, or you want to even your hips out with your shoulders, you're going to strengthen the deltoids. And you do this by, you can do overhead presses, That's a good one for the delts. That mostly gets the front of the delts, but it also gets the entire muscle group. Side lifts. So you're doing lateral side lifts. So you're holding weights down by your sides and lifting them straight out to your sides. That will strengthen the delts and make them look a little bit larger. Next, the triceps. So these are the muscles that are on the back of your arm, and they don't get used a lot. And so that's why a lot of times arms get that saggy, wiggly thing that in the in the back. And so to, to get rid of that, you need to do tricep exercises. And tricep extensions are a great way to do this. And what you can do is take some weights, take them up over your head, Bring your elbows in close to your ears and lower the weights down to your back. So the weights are going to then touch the top of your back. These are tricep extensions. And so you just raise and lower the weights and you will feel it behind your arms. You can also do tricep push ups, which is doing the basic push up. But instead of putting your arms out to the sides, keep your elbows in close to your body. So your hands are up under your your shoulders, essentially, and your elbows are next to your body. And then you push yourself up and down that way, and you will really feel it in the backs of your arms. Now, the counter muscles for the triceps are the biceps. And everybody knows what biceps are. Those are those muscles on the front of the the top of your arm the ones that people will say oh look at my biceps and you'll you know bend your arm up real strong and watch that muscle pop up at the top of your arm the best way or one of the ways to to strengthen the biceps is to do bicep curls so you're just standing up and lifting weights towards your shoulder just up and down and that will strengthen the biceps once again, there are a lot of exercises that will strengthen the biceps, uh, but bicep curls is the one that most people understand and know about. Now, the forearms, a lot of times, exercises will most a lot of upper body exercises will strengthen your forearms. And so if you want to really pay attention to the forearms, which is a good idea, you take weights in your hands and lower and raise that weight just by lifting and lower the the weight, bending only at the wrist. You'll feel that in the the top part of your forearm and the back part of your forearm. This is They're really good exercises to do to keep your wrist muscles strong. A lot of times people ignore these exercises, but they are good to do. So just raise and lower weights while holding them in the palms of your hands. So those are forearms. They don't have any fancy names for them. So let's move on to the lower body. So we have the glutes. Most people know what glutes are. That's your rear end muscles, those great big booty muscles in the back. And they're called glutes. There's a a large muscle called the gluteus maximus. There's the minimus and the medius. They're uh, different size groups, and they um, move across the rear end. And they are responsible for that nice shape, your booty shape, and you know, nice lifted rear end. The best way to exercise these are by doing squats in the correct way, and lunges works really great for strengthening the glute muscles. There's a lot of exercises you can do, but these are really good ones. Squats and lunges for the glutes. Next, Moving down the leg, we have the quads, the quadriceps muscles. It's a group of four muscles, that's why they call them quads, on the top part of your your thigh, going from your uh, hip bones all the way down to your knees. A lot of people exercise these by doing squats, lunges. Those are really great ways to strengthen the quads. Now, the hamstrings are the counter muscles that are on the back of the thigh, and they're called hamstrings. A lot of people don't exercise these muscles because you don't necessarily see them. And for people that are looking in a mirror, they like to see all the, all the things they can see in the mirror, but they forget that there's a whole posterior chain. There's all these muscles on the back of your body. Hamstrings are very important to exercise. You do hamstring curls to exercise the hamstrings. You can put ankle weights on your ankles, stand up straight, bring your heel up to your rear end, or you can, if you're in a gym, say you can lie on the bench and lift weights up towards your rear end and that will strengthen the hamstrings. Next, I want to talk about Uh, and I'm going to give you the, not the common name, because there's not really one that that I know of, but they're the the abductors and the adductors. It's AB and AD. So abductors are the muscles on the outside of your legs. These are really important to exercise as well. A lot of times we forget these. We think that just walking or running or whatever we're doing is going to exercise these muscles, but they need to be targeted specifically. To target the AB, the abductors, stand up straight. You can do side leg lifts out to the side. Just lift your leg straight out to the side and you'll feel it in the side of your hip. Now the next muscles are called adductors. That's AD. These are the muscles on the insides of your thighs. These muscles can get very weak if you don't pay attention to them. The best way to exercise the adductors is to squeeze something between your thighs. Just put a ball or a pillow or a stuffed animal or something and Squeeze your knees together just as hard as you can, and you will feel the insides of your thighs. You can also do squats with attention. When you do squats, just be very conscious of what the insides of your legs are doing. A lot of times, exercises really work better. If you pay attention, you think to yourself, I'm exercising my quads now, and put your attention into the quads or the abductors or adductors or hamstrings, whatever it is. And that will help your brain to understand that, okay, these are the muscles that need to be strengthened. So let's go down now to the lower leg. And this is the last group. These are the, the calf muscles or the calves. That's the big muscles on the back of your legs. There's two or three muscles here. The gastrocnemius uh, muscle is the big one that travels from the back of your knee down to your ankle. A really good exercise for this is to just stand up and rise up on your toes. Just lift your heels and rise your, raise your whole body up. That really works the back of your calves. You'll feel it when you do this. So these are most of the, the common names. There are probably a few others here and there. But these are the big ones. And let's, I'll just run through them really fast. We've got the traps, the lats, the pecs, the rhomboids, the abs, the glutes, deltoids, triceps, biceps forearms, quads, hamstrings, and calf muscles. So now you know what the common names are, and you can walk into any gym or listen to any kind of workout, and when they say these terms, you'll know what they're talking about. Let's book it.
1: Today I'm here not only to tell you about a book, but to tell you a little bit about a journey I took with this book. The book is called The Obesigen Effect, Why We Eat Less and Exercise More, But Still Struggle to Lose Weight. And Obesigen is spelled O-B-E-S-O-G-E-N. And it is by Bruce Blumberg, B L U M. B E R G and Kristen, K R I S T I N, Loberg, L O B E R G. This book is available on Audible, Bookshare, and pretty much any retail outlet where you can order hard copy or electronic books. The authors basically assert that there are things and compounds in our environments, which cause us to gain weight or to remain in an obese state despite exercising, counting calories. I'm going to read a little bit from the very end of the book because I think it sums up the principles nicely. Imagine if someone took money out of your bank account without telling you. He does this at random throughout the month, and there is no paper or digital trail. When trying to balance your checkbook at the end of the month, you cannot figure out what is wrong. Nothing computes according to your data, and you cannot make sense of your checkbook. You do your best to account for income and spending and to balance the checkbook, but you continue to fail. Well, that is rather similar to what is going on today with your caloric checkbook. Yes, you can count calories in and calories burned, but you will not easily be able to factor in all the other components to your weight equation. And the presence of obesogens is a big one. That thief is robbing your personal account. Worse, that hidden silent villain is messing with your biology as you try so hard to eat well and exercise more. My hope is that this book has armed you with the necessary knowledge to go forward and pursue a healthier life without feeling bad about yourself, to avoid thinking that only your sloth and gluttony, two of the so-called seven deadly sins, are responsible for your ever-expanding waistline and poor health. Be the change in how you live, and be a model for others children included. That is the end of the quote. The authors start by explaining what obesogens are and then outline steps to eliminate them from your environment. This is where I said I felt like I took a journey with this book. Many times books on health present lots and lots of changes you can make. Some of them seem drastic, and some of them seem expensive. For example, many advocate eating organic foods, which are out of the price range of many. They are becoming more locally available, but that also used to be an obstacle. Also, these authors advocate eliminating certain kinds of plastics and reading the labels to see what is in the products you buy. We can do that to some extent and not to others. So it used to be that when I read these books and I would get into these sweeping changes or expensive changes or changes that heavily relied on having sight, I would sort of throw up my hands in frustration and just... Either abandon the book or finish reading it because, well, I started it, so I may as well finish it, but just be left feeling unsatisfied and inadequate. And for whatever reason this time, when I read it, I thought, okay, I can't do all of these things, but maybe there are some things I can do and maybe they will help. And I think you'll have pretty good success if you approach this book this way. Some people may be able to make every change suggested. Some people might not be able to make many changes. Maybe you can only make one. But it's a starting point. And as we all know, in this ongoing Battle of the bulge and this ongoing battle to remain healthy and fit, any little bit that we can do for ourselves and for others makes a big difference. I would give this book four out of five glasses of lemon water. Again, it's called The Obesogen Effect Why We Eat Less and Exercise More, but Still Struggle to Lose Weight, and it is by Bruce Blumberg and Kristen. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope that you might consider adding this book to your reading list. Thank you for listening to Podcast 104. We hope you found the information helpful and useful to you, and maybe just a bit fun as well. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to contact us. You can reach us by emailing support at blindalive.com. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite social media. Chances are we are there and we keep it simple. We are Blind Alive.